Welcome to the James Mellon Podcast. I am Dr. James Mellon, and I am here to help you live your greatest life ever by living life to the fullest. What you're about to hear is one of my Sunday talks from our Celebrations of Love. I hope you enjoy it. Are you ready for day one? This is day one. Today is January what? One. (laughs) January 1st. So, first of all, Mindy, thank you so much. You know when I asked her to learn that song? Two days ago. Because we had songs we were thinking of, and I'm I'm like, they were all old songs. And and I like old songs. I love the older songs. But I was like, no, no, there's got to be. And I knew the title of my talk. I never have a title of my talk until after I know what the song is. And I was like, let's try this in reverse. So I put in day one, and this song popped up by Matthew West, who I love. I was like, oh, I hope it doesn't have curse words in it. And so I played it, and I was just sitting there at the, at the, at the, at the piano. I was sitting there at the computer like, yes. And I was like, who am I going to rope into learning this? And so I called Mindy, <laughs> because she's so smart, and she's so willing, and you have such a spontaneous freedom about you. And yeah. yeah. So I want to look at some of these lyrics as I love to do. I wish I wasn't wishing anymore. <laughs> the idea of that's so funny. But isn't it time we stopped wishing? Isn't it time we stopped hoping? Now I'm not against hope anymore. I used to be radically against hope. Because Ernest Holmes in the textbook says, hope is better than despair, but barely. (laughs) However, I've come to understand that sometimes the only thing you can move to is hope from wherever you are. And it is very, very important. But hoping is not knowing. And wishing is not knowing. I can wish that this year is going to be good. I can hope that this year is going to be good. But is that setting me up to actually making it that? Is that giving me the power and the energy and the wherewithal to say, no, this is what I choose, like you just did. What's that word you chose? What is that thing you've decided, you made a commitment to yourself to do? Now you have to move your feet and make it be what you want it to be. So I wish I wasn't wishing anymore. I wish I could remember that nobody's keeping score. I think we spend way too much time worried about what other people think of us. Way too much of our lives worrying about, am I adding up? Am I measuring up to what everyone around me thinks I should be? It's not easy being any of us out in the world. I get that until it is. Until you know that who you are, who you are being, is for you to decide. So we have a little slogan every year in our center. Um, and I'm going to get to it in a second. I just looked down and went, don't say it yet. <laughs> um, nobody's keeping score but me. I'm the only one keeping score on myself. And you are the only one keeping score on yourself. Um, uh, Reverend Dr. Eric, who's on a hike today, uh, he, he had a word. His word in mental muscle was unapologetic. And I know why he chose that word. And it was a great word. And it's a great word for all of us. Unapologetic. You do not need to apologize for who you are. Ever. You just need to know who you truly are. 
period. So I love that concept. I am not going to spend one more day apologizing for what I really want, apologizing for who I truly am. And I am not going to spend any more time apologizing for what I know to be the truth of the I am God understanding. I was at a party last night, a New Year's Eve party, an old-fashioned New Year's Eve party, you know, when there's like 20 people and everybody's talking and everybody's eating. and It was really cool. <clears throat> and I met this new gentleman, and I said to him, <clears throat> he was telling me that he wants to write this book. I said, what's, now, I knew nothing about this person, nothing. And he said, well, how would you feel, and this really happened last night, Kevin can verify this. He said, how would you feel if I said to you, I am God? First, I thought it was a joke that someone in the room put them up to it, put him up to it. And I just said, I'm sorry, what? He goes, I know, it's hard, isn't it? He said, I am God. I said, yeah, but, and so are you. He goes, that's the title of my book. I am God and so are you. And then I had to call Kevin right over. I was like, and, and he's not religious at all. He goes to no church. He just said, well, it makes sense, doesn't it? And then we had this amazing conversation. And I said, and Kevin actually said it. He goes, that's his whole ministry. I am God. He goes, you're kidding. I said, well, I wouldn't say it's my whole ministry. And Kevin's like, yes, it is. I was like, I, was like, I don't think I said it quite like that. No, you are a lot louder. Um, but it was that great conversation you have with someone who just, and I, in my head, I was like, of course, in this room of 20 people, this is who I talked to. This came up. So, it's day one of the rest of my life. That's what today is for you guys. It is day one of the rest of your life. That's just the, 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 the logic, the physical logic of your life. But it can also be day one in your mind. Your mind can decide today is day one. And here's the thing. There's a great lyric that wherever, where, wherever my yesterday may find me, I don't have to stay there. I don't mind revisiting the past. Anybody? It's fun to go back and look at memories. And first of all, Facebook just constantly tells you, seven years ago, remember this? And you're like, oh my God, yes, that's all good. But I don't have to stay there. And most importantly, I do not have to believe I am that person. Most of us look back and we think, God, I'm, that's me. No, that's the journey. That's who you were then. That's how you showed up then. Today, it's day one. How do you want to show up? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Zuzu? Zuzu's pedals? Where do you want to go? It's all available. That's the excitement of today. Day one, January 1st. Happy New Year. Happy New You. So, I'm tired of throwing pennies in a well. So this idea of wishing. I want to ask you a question. What is your idea of throwing pennies? Like, what do you do? How do you keep your future at a distance by wishing for it as opposed to knowing the truth about it? What's your version of it? We all have different versions of it. Some people wish. Some people hope. Some people don't look at it. I'm not going to look at the future. I'm just going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at what's in my heart. I, I'm just going to live moment by moment. Not a bad concept. But you must be willing to let whatever is in there out. That's my New Year's resolution to myself. Let it out. Could you imagine me letting more out? 
but I'm going to, letting more out. So, you ready for my little slogan for the new year? Because this is part, <laughs> this is part of celebrate. So it's this, ready? The real me in 23. So just try that on for yourself. The real me in 23. And then someone else did a Marlo Thomas on me and said, free to be the real me in 23. But you are. You are free to be the real you. Now, of course, what that says is, who is the real me? Right? Who is the real you? And I have to tell you, <laughs> one of the words that is so overused is that the word authentic, being my authentic self. How would I know how to be my authentic self if I didn't know who the real me was, that I was being authentic to? So uh, authentic, I just want to be the real me. And I don't know what that is necessarily. You know, I was thinking about my days as an actor, my young days as an actor. I knew who the real me was. I knew who the real me was when I was seven years old, sitting on a step, a stoop, in Northeast Philadelphia with a guitar that was bigger than my body and singing to all the little girls in the neighborhood that I was going to be a movie star. I wrote a song called I'm Going to Be a Movie Star. Very simple lyrics. But I knew it. I knew it. And I just went on that trajectory. I knew who I was. I was audacious. I was spontaneous. I said whatever I wanted to say. I sang. I danced. I, I, I acted gay sometimes in very inappropriate rooms. <laughs> Like, like my dad's football practice. I, I almost just said fo football rehearsal. In my dad's football practice, I was literally, I remember when I was a little boy, my dad's in this, in this room, this locker room, talking to his football team, which were all my age. And he's talking to them. And I'm over in the corner with pom-poms. And I'm like, I love this part. I could do this. And I remember my father just shooting a look at me, and I was like, you know, and he said, you should really think about joining the football team. And I turned to my mother and went, I'll be on your cheerleading squad. Because she was in charge of the cheerleaders. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a cheerleader. But I wasn't allowed to be. And I remember in those days feeling thwarted. It's like, wow, okay, I better be butcher. I didn't have those words back then. And I probably didn't succeed very well. But I remember thinking, I have to be this. I have to be this. So as I grew up, I became what y'all needed me to be, even though in my heart there was other stuff I wanted to do. And then eventually I left and moved to New York. And of course, you all know, when you move to New York City, everything comes out that you want to be. And then life hits you again, and you may change. And I have to tell you, when I finally decided to be a minister, there was a, a woman at the party last night, too, who was in the production of 42nd Street. I did, like, 35 years ago, 40 years ago almost. And she was explaining to someone that I was a minister last night. And she was like, can you believe it? He's actually a minister now. She said, but if you had told us 35 years ago, this guy would be a minister? She said, oh my God, he was like wild. And he, he, he just had so many boyfriends and girlfriends and all at the same time. This is, he, she just went on. And I'm, I'm standing there. I, was, I wanted to go, I'm right here as you're telling this whole gaggle of people who all know me, by the way. And then she said the sweetest thing. She said, and then I went to his church and I realized that was the real him. That's what he was meant to be. Even with all that success, this is who he was meant to be. And I got so choked up and I was like, that's so funny because I'm at the point of realizing that there's a real me that still needs to emerge. You know, 
I, I, I'm tired of being Reverend James Mellon to people who think that means something that they have decided I should be. I need to be me. I need to be me and you, Lisa, need to be you. And you, David, you need to be you in whatever way that shows up as being. Unapologetic to the universe. Just saying, here's who I am. Love only. Forgive everything. But remember who you are. Really get in touch with that. Mark Twain says this. If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. I love this quote, as I seem to be forgetting things lately. I'm like... <laughs> This is perfect. So as long as I just tell the truth, it doesn't matter what I remember. Just stay true to myself. You know, as an actor, that's the best thing you can do. I remember sitting in a, not to name drop, I remember sitting at a table in a green room talking to Merle Streep when we were doing a show together. And I'd just seen her on TV and something, and I, I hadn't, I mean, she wasn't Merle Streep yet. I mean, she had done, she had done Julia. So she had a little piece in Julia. That was it. But I remember her saying, I'm always me. I'm just always me in different circumstances. Like it was Merle Streep choosing between a, a son and a daughter in Sophie's Choice. And I can tell you, if I had that to go through, to deal with, I could still be me, but go right there and figure that out. So that's what I'm asking us to look at this year. Can we be audacious enough? Can we be powerful enough? Can we be heroic enough to step into who we are, really step into who we are. And that means you have to be willing to listen, listen to your heart's desires, listen to what the universe may have to offer you, not in mind for you, but to offer you. Last night when we were watching the ball, right before the ball dropped, a woman sang, imagine. John Lennon's song. And I thought, how funny all these years later that still becomes an anthem for us. Imagine there's no heaven. Now here's the funny part. Everyone in this room already knows there's no heaven other than the heaven we make. And heaven maybe in this, even as I pass away, right now I'm waiting for my uncle to pass. Very close to me, that father figure who is on his, in his last hours. And He's so clear that he's going to go and, and see Nora and, 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 and bring my love to her, which, of course, she already has it. He believes in that heaven. And yet, he doesn't believe in God. He's an atheist. Really, he's an atheist. He's an atheist amidst all Catholics. And I'm the only one that has his eulogy because he wrote it and gave it to me and said, show no one this till I die. And just recently, my cousin called me and said, do you have a eulogy for my father? He, I don't know if he's, if he's in his right mind or not, but he said that you're the only one that can do the service when he dies because you have the eulogy. I was like, I actually do. And she was like, well, do you want to send it to us? I said, no. I'm not supposed to read it till after he goes, and then I read it at the funeral. And she said, okay. I have to find it. I know I put it on my computer. <laughs> But he doesn't believe in, in, in God, but he believes in a heaven. So imagine there's no heaven. Imagine this is heaven. Imagine this. Day one is your first day in heaven. How are you going to spend it? How are you going to recognize it? How are you going to design it? 
What are you going to decide about it? Is it going to suddenly have good days and bad days? Is heaven going to sometimes be success and sometimes failure? You know, Dr. Eric always talks about the law of polarity, but what he always forgets to do is to mention you get to choose where you are on that ladder. I choose the consciousness that says heaven is at all times in my grasp. I get to decide. I get to be. So so John Lennon wrote this. He said, I believe in everything until it's disproved. So I believe in fairies, the myths. I believe in dragons. It all exists, even if it's in your mind. Who's to say that dreams aren't as real as the here and now? So the last thing I want to say to you this morning on this day one, Robbie, day one, Robbie and I have been doing this now for 19 years together. He was at the first service I ever did. And he wasn't even the, 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 he wasn't even the guy we hired. We hired a guy who was really kind of one of those disgruntled musicians. No offense. We don't have any of those. But he was that kind of not a happy guy. And I was like, I can't be around this energy. He's always so negative. And this was just in rehearsal. I said, what's going to happen when we have an audience and he's not in a good mood? So Doug LeBeau, who was my musical director at the time, he goes, okay, I'm going to fire him. And I'm going to call my friend who's only going to do this one night as a favor. Then we'll start looking. That was Robbie, who did it one night as a favor. And here he is, 19 years later. Yes, truly. So, so the last thing I want to say to you is this. Are you willing this year to dream bigger and to realize that your dreams are as real as anything out there that seems real? Because we, we thrive in a philosophy that says our mind is our greatest tool If you are willing to dream it, you can have it. If you are willing to know it, you can experience it. If you are willing to be it, you can live it. The real me in 23. I'm starting today to celebrate a me that I'm going to start to know better and better and better and better and better. And you know what? I'm okay if something pops up and suddenly says, you actually are butcher and you should play football. (laughs) If that pops up, I'll be as surprised as you, (laughs) but I'll say yes to it because I want to start saying yes to what I don't know. I already know what I know. I'm now waiting to hear what don't I know and what don't I know about me? that really wants to just come out and be the real me in 23 and beyond. You with me? Namaste. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the James Mellon Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the show. That way, you'll be sure to receive every new episode. And if you want to reach out and talk to me, you can always find me at my website, jamesmellon.org. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.